Welcome to Tucumcari First Assembly's podcast. Now open your hearts to be changed by the Word of God. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Church Online. We're still in our series titled Breakthrough, and this morning we're going to talk about resetting our relationships. We talked about relationships last week. We're going to continue on in that theme this week. And the and the text for our, our, our time together today is Matthew chapter 18, verses 18 through 20. It says, Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if, if two of you agree on earth about anything and ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. So relationships are what we're talking about. And they're, they're truly the centerpiece of the kingdom of heaven. And we're representation of that come to earth, right? God is attracted to certain atmospheres. And when relationships are strong, he really likes that. So I, I really believe that, that, that we're about to experience a revival of sorts that God wants to bring to the earth, that he wants to send in these last days that's going to require, if that's going to happen, I believe it's going to require a radical reset in our relationships. So last week we talked about relationships. Let me briefly cover some of that, and then we'll move on to what I have for you this week. But we're created for relationships. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, right at the beginning, it says, it is not good for man to be alone. So what we know that whether in marriage or a friendship or whatever it is, it's not good to be alone. Life is better when relationships are good. It's just better that way. So three things we covered last week. Relationships make us better. They also make us stronger, right, is what relationships do. And we grow closer together. The culture around us is better off when relationships are stronger. So when you're going through something, here's what I've learned. People have, who have already been through it help you get stronger as you're going through it. And so it's, it's so important we bring so much strength to one another as we're walking this whole thing out, right? When you're going through something that I've been through, just my, have, my, my time have gone through that thing, I can be a benefit to you. You don't have to do everything like I did or you don't have to do the exact opposite of I did, what I did. But it's, it's, that, it's that proximity to one another, being close together that makes us Stronger. So today, here's what I want to do. I want to, I want to talk about three metaphors, really, about connectedness in this time. That there, are many of our relationships need to be reset, and we're if if we're going to have the revival that God wants to bring to us. And so, first of all, I, I think we need to connect. We need to connect with, to one another like bricks in a temple. So Ephesians chapter two verse nineteen says. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself, the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. 
in whom you are also in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. The Bible's saying that the degree to the degree that we fit our lives together, we grow as a holy temple, right? The temple was the place where they met with God. The temple is the place where God dwelt. It's people would come from all over the world to come to the temple. It was the location of the presence of God. And we come to God's house. We come to the church to meet God here. We come to meet God here and we pledge to the community around us. Listen, if you come, you will meet the living God in this place. Okay, there's an atmosphere that resides here that doesn't reside elsewhere. It resides here. And what I'm saying is that the capacity for his glory upon the earth depends. It's dependent upon our ability to fit our lives together. So I, I don't know. I don't know everything about construction. I, I worked as construction some as a, as a young man, as a teenager, and a little bit right out of high school. But but I do know this: a brick wall, a brick a brick in a wall is 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 super purposeful. A brick in a wall is purposeful, right? But a loose brick in the hand of a protester, we learned that this last year, is dangerous. So anyone can pick up pick up a loose brick and throw it and, and cause danger or harm to those around him. But, but what we have here in Ephesians is an image of forced reliance. There's a, there's a reliance upon each other, like these living stones placed into this divine scheme so that my life of necessity rests on your life and your necessity rests upon mine. There's a, there's a, there's this, as we come together, as we build on one another, the, the glory of God demands it upon the earth, right? The community in which God brings and wants to establish, it demands those who are willing to be fit together, to be fit neatly together. Here's the illustration. We're continually around here working toward uh, increasing the, 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 the sound quality and the video quality and, and how we're doing things. And, and since last year when COVID started in March, uh, we have grown immensely in that area. Uh, but I tell you, We've, we've come a long way. We, we want it to sound better. And there's all sorts of things, okay? From, listen, from the preaching to the music to everything that we do, we want to make it better. We want to make the video quality better. All those things. And there's a lot of equipment that you've got to tie together to make all that happen. You've got control consoles and you've got cables and microphones and lights and all sorts of things that have to be working together. And one thing that I found is this. Just because it's in the room doesn't mean it's functioning. Okay, just because we've purchased it, just because it's in the room doesn't mean it's, it's, it's functioning in its designed and intended purpose. Listen, it's useless until it's connected. It's of no benefit unless it's connected. And so it concerns us when you get unplugged, when you get unplugged, a, a constant struggle that we've had over the years, and I, I think every church has it, but our church, because God has allowed us to grow like he has, he's brought increase, that we have, we've had this tendency to grow big, but not with, actually without the, the deep connections that are necessity to grow together. 
We've grown big, but not necessarily together. And I believe it's, it really has to change. That really needs to change. So my encouragement for you right now is this. Don't just be in the room. Be in the room for a purpose. What I'm asking you to do is to recognize that the other people that are in the room with you are also made in the image of God and they carry gifts and talents and abilities. They have wisdom, they have anointing, they have faith, and, and they have a perspective that is a little bit different than yours. And we need that perspective. We need their perspective. And we can learn from every single person that's in the room and we can grow together with them. Um, one of the ways that we've done that over the years in our church is small groups. Uh, small groups have always been a part of any community community together. And small groups have, I'll just be honest, they've been challenging. And uh, this last year, we decided to continue to encourage people to be involved because we know that when we're disconnected, we're really isolated. And when that isolation happens, man, the enemy comes at us really, really strong. And so we've really encouraged, even throughout COVID, to, to stay connected together through those small groups. And, 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 and we've also decided this. We've, we've, we've arranged those things over the years in a variety of ways. We've tried to ask people to be in this group or that one. And what we've kindly come to is, listen, listen you, you, you get involved in a group and you gather the people around you that you want to be with and, and somewhat that is up to you, okay? Gather around people that you want to be with, fellowship with them, hang out with them, pray together, have a group of people that you, you can just do life with, who you, who you run to when, when times are tough or when you, when you celebrate on the good days. And, and, and I, I just, I, but even more than life's highs and lows, my question for you is this, who are you walking with daily? Who are you daily kind of walking out life with? If, if you've pulled away because things got difficult, listen, do the difficult part of working through it or it's going to remain difficult, right? And you're going to be isolated. But one thing I'm hoping that you'll see is this, to the degree that we are fitted together, to the degree that we're willing to live life together, to join together is the degree that God is going to change the culture around us. And, and we need the strength of others and they need what we have as well. So how do we say to one another, I need your faith. I need you to rely on my joy. And, and in you, in, I need to rely on your prayers and I need your love and vice versa. I need to draw from strength from you today. I, maybe today is a tough day for me. So I'm relying upon you. I have something to offer. And by the way, I need to offer those things to you because it sets my soul on fire, right? When I do it, it ignites something within me that will never be duplicated anywhere else. And together we steward an increase of the glory of God on the earth as we're willing to knit our lives together. So important. Practically speaking, uh, in our church, check it out. We need to get back to two services again on Sunday morning. Because if we're going to do what God's asked us to do in this city, it's going to require more space than we currently have. So how we do that 
as we multiply the experiences that we offer on Sunday morning and ask people to come and to be a part of that. As we do that, it literally multiplies the need for people to be involved at a leadership level throughout our church. In every classroom, we need leaders. In every every, every part of the building, to, we need greeters. We need people in the parking lot, welcoming people as they get here. We need all those, the worship team with musicians and singers and all the people. We need all those people with sound and lighting. We need all those people. We've got to multiply what we currently have to meet the need that God has placed before us in order to reach the people, the number of people that we have. And, and because of COVID, what we've noticed is since we've been back in services, there are still some people who aren't ready to return. But here's the thing. We're called to continue to reach this, the community. So whether you're a person that hasn't returned yet or not, and by the way, I would encourage you to return. We're having incredible services together, but we, we want to do this probably around Easter time is what we're looking at time-wise of going back to two services on a Sunday morning. And wouldn't it be incredible to know that last Easter we couldn't really meet together We couldn't really have service together. But this Easter, God is opening up the opportunities for us to reach more people than ever before. It's going to just, but it's going to take, it's going to take all of us getting involved and doing our part. So make sure that, that somehow we are fitting our lives together relationally so that we draw strength on one another, from one another and so that we can serve the people that God is bringing to us. Listen, I love the small group that Jesus led, right? He led a small group. The small group was going to go on a little outing across the lake, right? And a storm blows up. You know the story. And Jesus was asleep in the boat. And the disciples said to him, "Uh, don't you care about us anymore? We're all going to die. They start really wigging out, right? And they said, would you please do something? Jesus, would you just do something. And you know what happened? Jesus woke up and he just spoke to the storm. He calmed the storm. And you would think that, that the testimony would, of the small group would be, hey, listen, we prayed, Jesus answered, but really Jesus said, where was your faith? Where was your faith? And it wasn't, where was your faith, Thomas? Or where was your faith, John? No, it was Where was your collective faith? That's the original language. Where's your collective faith? You guys were strong. You you were plenty strong to weather this. You were plenty strong to speak to this situation, to calm your own storm in your life, but yet you relied upon me to do it for you. Jesus is saying, where was your group faith? And the idea that the whole storm was supposed to submit to the peace that was generated within them collectively, right? But yet they weren't knitly, they weren't tightly knit together. They were each acting independent. And I know there's a lot of storms right now that's going on out, out, out there, right? In our world today. But what if the church, what if the two or three of us would agree touching any one thing, like the scripture said. And, and, and that included the, 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 that it was in the, what would happen inside us. We would, we would gather the authority that God has given us, uh, that God has given us collectively, and we could speak to the culture around us and change 
the world. We need to be gathered together like bricks in a temple. Number two, we need to connect as Christ's body. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 23 or 22 and 23, and he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 25 in the message, it says this, what this adds up to then is this, no more lies, no more pretense. Tell your neighbor the truth. In Christ's body, we are all connected to each other after all. When you lie to others, you end up lying to yourselves. Romans chapter 12, verse 4 and 5. For as, for, for as we have many members in one body, but all members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, of one another, right? You might think your little toe doesn't matter much until you stub that thing in the middle of the night, right? You might not think that a little tendon in the bottom of your foot, this last year I had a, an accident where a tendon ruptured in the bottom of my foot and I was, I was on an elk hunt several miles from a vehicle or a campground. And I'm just telling you in that moment, that little tendon that I had never even thought about mattered greatly. Listen, every believer is significant. And if you're part of a spiritual family, by the way, if you're not, you need to be. You're, you're literally wandering aimlessly. But if you're part of a spiritual family and you've come and you've come haphazardly, you're part of this this family and you come haphazardly listen it affects us all it affects everyone no one can fulfill god's purpose by themselves it simply doesn't happen as soon as an eye becomes disconnected from the body it no longer sees right just as, as soon as an ear becomes disconnected it will no longer hear as as soon as those things happen um Col uh, colossians 2 verse 19 says sinful minds have made them proud and they're not connected to Christ, the head of the body, for he holds the whole body together with its joints and ligaments and it, gr and, and it grows as God nourishes it. So listen, if you're depressed, we feel it. If your life's full of joy, we feel it together. If, if you're filled with faith, my faith soars, right? If, if we're in this, we collectively are together. And then, and then here's the last one. We must connect as God's family, as God's family. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that you would know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. The family is opposite the orphan spirit that is at an epidemic level in our culture. And we can change that as we come together. It's, it's, it's so important. So practically, what do you do with this? Well, the next time we have a connect class, sign up. Sign up for that connect class. Become a member of the church. Do Find out more about the church. Sign up. We, we, when we have the next one, listen, gather a small group of people. Have a small group, lead one. If you don't want to lead one, find one. If you want, if, if, if someone else in your, listen, have a group together. It's not that difficult. 
You can do it anytime, anywhere. Get a group of people together, right? And, and, and go to a whole new dimension of loving one another and knowing one another. Just imagine what would happen, teachers or students in your classroom, if two or three would agree together, right? Just imagine what would happen in your business if you would agree together. Imagine if the church, right, would just agree together. It'd be incredible. Listen, family, you are loved. You are accepted. You are wanted here, right? You're want, we can break that orphan spirit off the culture around us, but we got to be willing to be tightly knit together, right? And I say this today because I really believe it's, it's a critical tool for us to have this relationship reset for where God is leading us, for what God has for us. Listen, people are important. God's family is forever, right? And we can create conditions for revival to happen. And it's important to face, face those opposition moments in our lives. It's important that we have one another. It's important that we deeply commit not only to Jesus, but to each other. Listen, we cannot fulfill our destiny alone. It'll never happen. Let the Holy Spirit create deep love for one another, practically engage one another. I'm going to tell you a little story as we conclude this morning. There's a, a young woman named Juan Lapa in Phuket, Thailand. And she was, she was actually a young woman who was part, she grew up in the occult. She was actually a witch, right? And she had four, stage four cancer. And there was a missionary in Phuket, Thailand, who had been talking to her, trying to, try to befriend her, reach out to her. And, and, and he found out that this woman had stage four cancer and he began to pray for her. And this woman got radically healed by God, right? A witch gets healed by Jesus. And, and this missionary invited her to his church in which he had started. And he'd been there a number of years and there were only a gathering of about 40 people at, in this congregation. And, and he invited Juan Lapa to this, this, this church gathering. And, and, and he wanted to really be an encouragement to her. And so this, this community of believers together, this church, what they did is they, they did something that most churches just wouldn't do. They, they brought this new believer into their house, into their, in their church family, and they decided to really bless her. So they bought her an, a, a motorcycle. And in, in Thailand, they, they have these little motorcycles that they, they have, uh, like, they're like food trucks, but they're motorcycles. Their streets are so small, they can't have a big food truck like we have. They had a, she had a, so she had an ice cream motorcycle that they bought her. They, essentially, they gave her a business, which is a life and an opportunity for her entire future. A beautiful thing. And, and this, this young woman, Juan Lapaz, she began to go throughout the city of Phuket, Thailand in, 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 in her business and sell ice cream out of the little box on the back of her motorcycle. And the relationships that she began to have would begin to grow over and over and over again. And she realized she was building a lot of relationships throughout the city. And so because she was intentionally aware of that, very important for you to understand, we got to be intentionally aware of the people around us. This one was so intentional that what she did was she began to ask her customers if she could pray for them about anything in their life. And one after the other, 
they begin to open up and, and ask her to pray about certain things in their life. And, and she began to pray. God began to answer and people begin to be healed. Her situations begin to turn around, all sorts of things. And, and this woman, Juan Lapa in Phuket, Thailand, helped this missionary pastor who had gathered a group of about 40 people together to grow that little church from 40 to over 700 people. 700. And then one day, she had a burden for the mayor of the city, and she invited him to come to church. Well, the pastor had no idea that the mayor was in the church service. And so the, 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 the missionary pastor, he's preaching that morning, and he, he just really felt compelled about preaching about corruption, about taking bribes. Throughout the scripture, we see a number of of places where this took place, right? Even within the group of disciples that Jesus had, right? There was some, some scheming going on. And, and, and this mayor comes and the pastor of the church, just in the middle of the message, talked about taking bribes. Well, after church, he was introduced to the mayor of the city and he thought long and hard about what he had just said. And uh, in fact, the next day he thought, you know, I might lose my visa. I don't know how this is gonna play out. And the very next day he gets a phone call from the mayor's office. Thinking the absolute worst, he goes to the mayor's office and he meets with the mayor. They, and, the, and, and the mayor decides to tell him in this meeting, he sits him down and he says this, he says, how did you know that this week I took a $1 million bribe for business to be done within our city? Well, the pastor had no idea. He told the mayor, he said, listen, sir, I, didn't, I had no idea. I, did, I spoke what God had led me to talk about. And the mayor said this to him. He said, he said listen, I was convicted in your service yesterday. To the point where I realized that I was taking money, not from the business people in our community, but I was literally taking it away from the poor people that I'm here to serve. He said, I, I don't want you to just, to just continue preaching and teaching. He said, what I need is I need somebody like you to be on my council. He said, I want to return that million dollars and I want to return it to you so that you can help the poor people of my community. And he said, I want you to be an ambassador of righteousness on my staff. And I want you to begin to teach and, and, and disciple my community of people around me within the city. And let's watch the city change for the better. And over the next few weeks, this missionary pastor received not $1 million, but they uncovered additional $4 million of bribes. So he had $5 million dollars to help the poor people in his community. And all because, listen, all because this church decided to give this young girl a ice cream motorcycle because they knew that she, by coming into their house, she needed to be strengthened. Listen, what could we do? What could we do to change the world around us if we would just do it? together. I'm going to pray for you. God, help us to be better together. Help us to love people better. Help us to do that. And, and God, we ask today 
to bring a new dimension of dreams and visions to us that we might ask you, O oh God, to work upon this earth in a way that as we work together, we can see the lives of people changed all around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening with us today. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash or join us for service Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m.